As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media. Then we try to decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black pit of obscurity, never to be heard from again. I'm one of the hosts, Steve, and uh, with me, he's president of the Zima on Xena fan club. It's... (laughs) It's yeah. Hell, I I don't think the Zima Zena joke works, Steve. I, I no, think. no, it does. You're wrong. You're wrong. As I told you off air, they only share one uh, letter. But they barely sound alike. No, um, but it works though, because they they're both from the '90s, you know, and uh, they, yeah, it sounds enough alike to where it could make like a very forgettable podcast, even more forgettable than ours. Like, you could probably get two, maybe six episodes out of it before you realize wow. no one's listening. <laughs> well, it's a lot like Zima, how you can only get one or two sips out of it before you go, mm, mm, not so mm, not so good. Was it bad? I don't even remember it. I, I mean, it's okay. From what I remember, it's, you, you know, it's it's closer to like a Smirnoff than anything else yeah, from what I remember. that's what I remember. Yeah, did you yeah, put... Um, Smirnoff, man, like, I don't know, like, after like half a Smirnoff, I'm like, ugh, it's too tarred and... I haven't had one in so long either. I don't even think I've ever even had a Zima in my entire life because I wasn't, when they were a thing, I mean, you know, in the lies of the law, I was too young to drink it, nor did I really want to. But I remember my friends in high school were like putting Jolly Ranchers in it. You ever, you ever do that? No. (laughs) And uh, and during my research on Zima, uh, I saw that, (sighs) They, they, yeah, they, I can't wait till you start a job. <laughs> you, yeah, I don't like the direction your life is going. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither do I. All right, so to clear up some confusion, we're actually here to discuss Xena, uh, Warrior Princess. And I was trying to work in this like tie-in because, I don't know, I think I listened to like, it was like a sketch. I think it was a YouTube sketch for a while where it was called Don't Start a Podcast. And this guy's like fake podcast was called Wings on Wings, where he would watch episodes of Wings and eat wings. And like his friend was like, no one's going to watch that. No one's going to watch that. And <laughs> so I thought Zima on Xena. I mean, come on. It's this is it's downloads wow. in the bank. So you the, your, your joke was going to be a reference to a podcast that does about <laughs> does... A, a, excuse me, a YouTube video series. Thank you about a podcast a niche podcast that doesn't exist yes that's right that's right, right. okay all right all i right, don't think Steve. i well, like your accusatory tone young man are you i'm it's... looking forward to you starting your new job next week where you'll have less time to think about things <laughs> and uh... <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be stuck on sundays again um as we were before but uh yes uh all right so we'll we'll table zima uh, for now, um, because unfortunately, everyone, because I know everyone was hyped for Zima on Xena, but I couldn't find any. Apparently, they brought it back. I can't in... <laughs> believe we are still talking about Zima. <laughs> I'm just clearing it up. I'm clearing it up. No one needs it cleared up. It, the Zima, 
was promised in the thumbnail. And I just want to promise, or I want to clear things up for our listeners slash viewers. That's all. So I can't, I can't wait to see somebody tweet um, a link to the podcast and go, don't worry, guys. They clear up the Zima confusion <laughs> at timestamp. Oh, I thought you were going to be like 2.30. Eight angry tweets. Hey, hey, you phonies. Where's the Zima? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, Steve, nobody gives a fuck about the Zima. Anyways, so yeah, we're, we're covering Zena, Warrior Princess. <sighs> season, Something. Season 6, episode 16. Um, uh, we've been wanting to speak about Zena for a while. And we thought we'd pick one of the weirder episodes. And Yehel gave me three to choose from. And I don't think I picked a good one. I mean, it's definitely weird, but correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a this is a clip show masquerading as a regular episode. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a clip show. However, I would argue that this is a clip show done right. Okay. I, will, uh, I can support that. Yeah, I can uh, like, get behind that. And there was still enough original material mm-hmm. that they wrapped around the clip show where, you know, there was still, like, its own, like, separate story. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not separate because it does tie into the the reason for the clips being used. Right. Um, and, you know, because it puts Xena and Gab- Gabrielle mm-hmm. in such an unusual setting uh, for those characters... I, I think this actually, and as far as clip shows go, I, I think I think it works. Wow! Well, this is going to be a, a very interesting and possibly divisive episode. Uh, should we dive a little further into Xena, Warrior Princess? Let's do it. All right. Welcome to your feature presentation. Alrighty, so Xena, uh, Warrior Princess, ran from 1995 to 2001, 134 episodes, and we are watching Xena, Warrior Princess, Season 6, Episode 16, Send In the Clones, and it premiered April 23rd, 2001, uh, so were you a Xena guy back in the day? Did you watch it? What's your history with Xena? Yeah, I, I used to watch both Xena uh, and Hercules. I never really liked young Hercules. Um, you know, like, I I couldn't tell you, like, what time they came on, mm-hmm. but, like, uh, there were a few channels in my area that, because this ran on syndication, mm-hmm. there were a couple channels that carried it, and for me, it was just one of those things, uh, if it was on, while I was flipping through the channels, I would stop and, and watch it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really liked both shows uh, quite a bit. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I definitely watched more Hercules than I did uh, Xena. Uh, I was definitely watching Hercules when they did the whole sort of a Xena, the spinoff episodes where uh, she... Crossovers. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, she was first uh, a character in Herc before she got her own uh, show, um, pretty much. Right? I think so. I think they yeah. did like a backdoor pilot kind of episode yeah, that's, with her. Yeah, that's exactly, because I remember uh, she and Herc uh, hooked up in that episode. But, you know, she's got her... She's not like Hercules, because, you know, Hercules is pretty much 100% good, just like Kevin Sorbo in real life. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Xena, she's got, that, she's got a very anti-hero past, uh, which, which is good, right. because it makes her different and a more dynamic uh, character. However, that being said, I just really didn't watch a whole lot of, uh, of Xena for whatever reason. 
Um, but yeah, like, like you said, if I was uh, flipping by and it was on, of course I would watch because I mean, it's just, you know, fun action and monsters yeah. and stuff, but I can definitely, neither show takes themselves very seriously. You know, there's a lot of kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, at the audience and stuff like that. So, well, <clears throat> as we said back in our Hercules episode, which you should uh, definitely watch that the tone, at least for Hercules definitely shifted over its lifespan to where it was like a little bit, almost like Marvel movies, if you will. Like when they first started, there was actually, you know, an element of danger. There's, of course, you know, comedic dialogue. But, you know, by the third act, you know, there was like a, a monster that Hercules actually had to stop in order to save people's lives. Where as it went on, it slowly turned into like Three Stooges or Looney Tunes. And <laughs> I would say there were some definitely as- aspects of that here in uh, Xena episode 16. Uh, what say yeah, you? Well, this is, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I mean... I don't feel like Hercules ever took itself 100 percent seriously. Oh no, no, I wasn't trying to imply that it, that it was, but uh, yeah. but yeah, like the first few seasons, uh, it did have a little bit more of a more serious tone mm-hmm. than later on. But <clears throat> I mean, I'm kind of glad that they lightened it up as it went along because I think there was only so long that they could have gotten by having it be so serious at the beginning. Um, what was your question, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you pretty much answered it. I mean, I just asked uh, what you. I'm so that's how good I am, baby. <laughs> what you thought about the tone shifting over the years, uh, based of both, yeah. um, Herc and Xena, and but and we should point out mm-hmm. this is uh, from the last season of Xena. Yes. So yes. and it's a later episode too. Mm-hmm. So this is like kind of peak. Uh, you know, we're not taking the show seriously. Or the show isn't taking itself seriously. Right, right. I, no, I think you were right on both, <laughs> on both accounts. I mean, I, I don't know. This show, like, does, uh, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but, you know, they, they poke fun at themselves quite a bit mm-hmm. at some of the xenotropes. Uh, you know, we'll get into it later, uh, which I, I appreciate it. Right. Um, possibly. I don't know. I think, I don't think I'd watched enough Xena in order to get, I mean, I, I got most of the references. Uh, well, it, it's it's a good thing that they gave you a bunch of clips to uh, refresh oh your memory. It made me want to watch. What I what I was most interested in is when I was uh, looking for clips or the pictures in order to make the thumbnail and the uh, Obscuratron here. Like when they showed her on the cover of season six, dressed as a samurai, I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting. I surely don't remember that. But none of that's in this episode. <laughs> so if you're interested why Xena is dressed uh, as a as a samurai, bah, I have no idea why. If you know, let us know down in the, uh, down in the comments. Um, but uh, here's the uh, synopsis for Xena, Season 6, Episode 16, Send in the Clones. <clears throat> the nth reincarnation of Alti clones Xena and Gabrielle to make havoc in present world, helped by a trio of nerds with strangely known faces. Now, do you understand that last sentence there? The strangely uh, known faces part? Are, is it, are they trying to imply that uh, the nerds, obviously the, the female ones, because there's three of them, there's a dude, and then there's a blonde, and then there's a brunette. Like, were those supposed to be like... Um, uh, Zena and Gabrielle's like ancestors, but they just never really mentioned it or anything. I don't know. I, th- I think this might just be like a poorly written um, 
description because it, it doesn't like make sense with the episode. And then the the guy, he's supposed to be a descendant from Joxer, I think, because they even have him in that stupid hat, which looks exactly like something that uh, Ted Raimi wore in the show. Yeah, yeah, I I, I definitely think so. And uh, well, I'll, I'll wait till we get to it. But I, I've got something to say about his his headgear, okay. his headwear. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this is uh, directed by one Charlie Haskell. He did 15 episodes of Young Hercules, seven episodes of Hercules' Legendary Journey, and six episodes of Jack of All Trades, which we already covered, so please check out that episode. And he did a bunch of episodes of, like, Power Rangers sequel series. So uh, TV kept him busy for a bit there, and uh, this is written by Rob Tappert, who's one of the creators of Xena. And basically, all the stuff that he's written on... um, is uh, all Xena and Herc related, something else called Amazon High. Uh, he's usually a producer, and of course, he's part of like the Evil Dead crew from all the way back with uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell uh, and all that. And uh, the other creator of uh, Xena is one John Shulin, <clears throat> and uh, he wrote this episode amongst other various uh, Xena and Herc stuff. Uh, Trimmers, the TV series, which I ever didn't even know existed, an episode of Wise Guy and Miami Vice, so he'd been working a little bit longer uh, like than the rest of uh, the Renaissance crew. And uh, then the last writer I'll mention is one Paul Robert Coyle, and he'd written uh, Simon and Simon, Jake and the Fat Man, and of course other Herc and Xena. And I made sure to include this guy because he also wrote an episode of Star Trek Voyager. I'm sure that's not our only... Uh, Star Trek connection, correct? Correct. All right. Well, I'll let you take it uh, from I, here. I, well, I did want to point out that Robert, uh, Rob Tapper, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, you know, like you mentioned, he wrote a bunch of Xena Warrior episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wrote um, two Xena parody films, uh, which is kind of interesting that they brought in, like, you know, one of the guys that created Xena um, or you know, wrote on Xena. Anyways, he wrote uh, Xena Triple X, oh. exquisite films parody, <laughs> and then Triple X Xena. So Xena spelled with three X's. <laughs> so Xena, the porn princess. I'm I'm glad you mentioned those, but I'm pretty sure they only mentioned him in there because he's the creator of Xena, not because he actually wrote it. And he's listed as the writer. Wow. If that's true, that's so bizarre. Like he already had so much money. Why is he writing the own his own porn parody, basically? Which he's married to freaking Lucy Lawless. Like he gets to live the real deal every night. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe he just thought it'd be fun. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, think about it. He's written like you know. Some a bunch of zilly, silly silly things with a Z. <laughs> yeah, everything's spelled with an X now. You're quoting uh, the Zima commercial. Silly, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, episodes of Zena Warrior Princess. You know, I think I saw he was like a producer on Time Cop mm-hmm. um, and a few other uh, things that are kind of, you know, not not, not the most serious thing. Cleopatra 2525. Sure, he wrote 27 episodes mm-hmm. of that. Uh, so, you know, this guy seems like a ham. Oh, well, saying. I think everyone from Renaissance Pictures is, basically. <laughs> yeah. Lucy Lawless is a big ham. Oh, 100%. So, uh, that's probably how he scooped her up. <laughs> uh, anyways, are we ready to get into the cast? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, first up, we have the aforementioned Lucy Lawless. Uh, obviously, she's Xena. 
Uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Battlestar Galactica, Ash vs. Evil Dead, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff. You, you know her. Um, she loves marrying porn writers. <laughs> um, her producer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Renee O'Connor, who plays Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has continued uh, to act. The last thing she did was something in 2021 called My Life is Murder. Um, but yeah, nothing else that really stuck out to me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that's memorable. Uh, she's also done some producing and directing. Uh, up next, we have Claire Stansfield, who plays Alti. She's kind of like our, our villain in this episode. Um, she is, she was in a couple episodes of Frasier. Um, she was in The Doors, but nah, nothing else really of, of note. Uh, then we've got Allison Wall, who plays Clea. She's kind of like the uh, Gabrielle fangirl mm, in this episode. Right. And funny enough, she herself was in four other episodes of Xena Warrior Princess hmm. as Minya. Um, before that, she was also in something called Hercules and Xena, the animated movie, Battle for Olympus. Hmm. Um, but the last thing she did was Xena. So maybe she was legitimately just a big Xena fan. Yeah, maybe. Um, then we've got Ian Hughes. He plays Mac, which is kind of like the... Uh, well, he calls himself the computer nerd, mm. actually, uh, during this episode. I guess he might or may not be a descendant of Jackster. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, you know, besides this, he was uh, he's in a few other things, small parts and a few Power Rangers uh, things as well. Then we've got... Oops. Um, one second, Musetta uh, Bander. Now, this is, um, I already went over our main characters, but the next two are in the clips mm-hmm. uh, that we see. Musetta Vander played Alanias, Eli- I don't know how it's pronounced, <laughs> but the only reason why I'm mentioning her is because she is in an episode of Star Trek Voyager. Of course. Uh, then we also have uh, Adrian Wilkinson, who plays Livius slash Eve, um, also in the archival footage, she is in Star Trek Online. She's also in Star Trek Renegades. She's also in Star Trek uh, something else. But uh, oh, Star Trek Continues, which uh, I don't know if I'd count Star Trek Renegades because that's like a fan production. Oh. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Continues is a fan production, but it's been allowed to continue to be made beyond the fan gui- fan film guidelines by CBS. Hmm. So it has some kind of kind of been authorized by cbs um but anyway she was in star trek online which is a real star trek thing and that is our cast and the end of star trek connections right yes okay (laughs) ah oh no we've just entered another star trek connection ah all righty so uh you ready to dive into the episode Oh, I will say, yeah, yeah. Well, you did skip over one of the other nerds. Uh, oh my God, Doctor Polly. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Who's played by Polly Bayant? Bayant. Ben Yeh. So yeah, interestingly enough, uh, she also has pretty much only done Xena. Hmm. She was in four episodes of Xena overall, and that's it. Yeah, maybe these guys were like. Uh... I don't know they ran the Xena fan club and 
like uh, Rob Tapper was like, ah, let's get you guys into an episode. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so, all right. <clears throat> we open on a modern car driving over a country road at night in the middle of nowhere. It stops in front of another car. And I love it. They're like parked right in front of each other, but they still have to flash their lights at one another. <laughs> Right, like who else is is coming out here? Oh, were you flashing at me? No, no, the farmhouse in the background. That's who I was flashing at. It it reminded me, I don't know if you've seen it, but in the episode um, of Arrested Development, uh, Peer Pressure, where like they're like doing this like fake drug deal and like the boats have to like flash the lights at each other and Job's like telling uh, George Michael, now we'll flash the lights to let the drug dealer know. It's about to go down. <laughs> Man, it's been so long since I watched that show. I'm going to have to rewatch it someday. But uh, basically... Oh, you should totally rewatch it. They, they re-edited uh, season four uh, so that it makes more sense now. You mean the Netflix not... episode? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. It definitely needed something because that... Yeah. yeah, no, it's much better now. <laughs> okay. Season four is much better. I'll take now. your word for it. So uh, one of the people um, standing by their cars is Alti, and she meets a man from the other car who's got a briefcase, and he opens it, and in it is a Xena's circle thing, which is called the Shakma. Is that right? Or Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. We did a lot Earlier of research. Earlier they, they called it a Frisbee. One. Yeah, it might as like well frisbee be. Frisbee-like thing. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's shock something. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they – it's the shocker, actually – so uh, the lady inspects it, like, with her. I love it. She's got the old, like, uh, you know, that they always have in the jewelers on TV. She, like, puts it up in her uh, her eye. She inspects it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like some kind of magnifying apparatus. Yeah, that's what it is. And then offers the guy some money, and he takes it. And then as he's walking back to his car, we immediately flash to, like, this weird sort of ceremony in the woods with Xena and Alti. And they're dressed like, I don't know, like half like Native American or witches or something. And uh, Zena is asking for her. T- Steve, do you think witches and Native Americans oh, here dress we go. similarly? Here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm just curious. <laughs> like, I'm like, because those are two pretty different uh, styles. I'm saying that's what they were going for. I don't know, some sort of like Wiccan-esque like ceremony mixed with, I don't know, uh, indigenous. You heard it here. Steve <laughs> thinks Native Americans are witches. <laughs> This is what drinking Zima does to your brain. <laughs> hey, I said I never had any Zima. Thank you. So uh, don't nah, don't, don't you, you dare disparage the great product known as Zima. Oh, for, for, <laughs> for never having it, you sure seem to love endorsing it and talking about it and pushing it. <laughs> I but wish they were I a digress. sponsor. Uh, but uh, so Zena then wakes up next to a skeleton and then... Just with the same graphics borrowed from Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it animates very badly and starts talking with Alti's voice. And then the scene pauses, and then we're inside, uh, like, uh, I don't know, the suburban home of these Xena superfans. Um, we'll just call them the, the Xena nerds uh, for now, if you will. Yeah, it's, and the house is like, or at least like the living room, it's like every wall is like wood paneled. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like posters all over the place of Xena. Uh, there's a cardboard cutout of Xena too um, in the corner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they, these guys uh, are obsessed. Like these are the kind of people at a convention that don't bring deodorant. Yeah. And they're drinking Zimas too. He, he left that they're out. They're not drinking Zimas. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so they get a call from Alti, but in this, I don't know, world, which I guess is supposed to be the present day, uh, she's called Alexis here. And uh, one of the fans picks up and she tells them that they need clips of Xena and then ask them and then she asked them to meet her. Uh, so so these guys just happen to be sitting around having their own little Xena uh, marathon watching uh, some DVDs and they get a call for someone asking for them. Um, what are you uh, what are you thinking <laughs> at this point of the episode? Well, it, at this point, you just think like, okay, these are just like three random fans. But then once they get the phone call, it turns out that they're, you know, not three random fans. Um, at this point, like I, I don't remember watching this episode when it aired. Uh, so I really had no idea what was going on. Like I, I forgot that that lady, Alti, I forgot who she was. Yeah, me too. Um, that, by the way, this story does have a lot of plot holes that uh I'll, mm-hmm. get, I'll get to like you really need to kind of turn off your brain but uh i mean you can make that argument about almost any episode of hercules and xena you know if you if you, if you stop and you think of think about it it falls apart sure you know, most of them do absolutely um yeah so i guess the idea is that these guys are such super fans that they collected all the episodes of xena the tv show which in this world is all right. It's based off of Xena and Gabrielle, who are actual, you know, historical characters, and uh, but they just happen to look exactly like the real, <laughs> like the actors who play them. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely one of the plot holes <laughs> later on. It's like because they they end up making a clone of Xena uh, and Gabrielle <clears throat> from the hairs that Alti got from the at the very opening scene. And these clones look just like Lucy Lawless and uh, what's the other actress's name? Renee. Yeah. You know, they look just like the actresses. So, yeah, you got you got to kind of like let that slide. Xena also doesn't recognize Alti at first, even though she has all her old memories that you got to let that slide. I think there's sort of an explanation for that here. Let's uh, let's let's get to it. So. But but I will say, Steve, these super fans, they're yeah, they're super fans, but. At least Mac, the computer nerd, he has like a reason for being on the project because basically he's going to be the one that transfers the memories into Xena through a computer. The and DVD then clips, the, yeah. Yeah, and then the one of the other fans is Dr. Polly. She is a doctor. They, they say later she's like a psychologist, whatever. Mm. So she's like helping to like choose what clips. Uh, and funny enough, she looks just like Xena. She's got like the same haircut as Xena, a similar armband wrapped around her her arm is Zena. I thought uh, Dr. And, Polly was the blonde, wasn't she? No. Oh, no. Okay. You got it backwards because right. uh, uh, Allison Wall plays Clea and she looks like the Gabrielle oh, okay. one. And then, and Clea, you know, her hair is like very poorly dyed mm-hmm. uh, to look like Gabrielle's and she's the one that's obsessed with Gabrielle and wants more of Gabrielle's memories used, blah, blah, blah. Right. So at least there's they are super fans, but at least there's like a reason why they were chosen to, by Alti to work with her. But, mm-hmm. anyways, let's continue. But I just love <laughs> how like there's no one or no one else around who could just go out and buy like a DVD set and then drop the the disc into their compact Presario or <laughs> whatever they have. But <laughs> but all right, all right, we'll we'll get there. So yeah, they show up at Doctor Alexis's lab and in these like the. The at like typical sci-fi like tubes 
is a, a naked clo- naked clones of Xena and Gabby, and then they hit the title sequence. So Alti tells the nerds that their memories and personalities are dormant and that they need to find a way to make them up. Did you notice the Xena screensaver in the back? Like, jump yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like the Windows 3D screensaver where you just like type in what what word you want. Showed it. It just kept saying Xena like in bright green, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't talk about the theme. That's right. We did not. Uh, I mean, so uh, I love the theme song for Xena. Mm-hmm. I think it fits like the the aesthetic, the, the whole thing that they're going for very well. What do you think about it? Yeah, I, I love it. It's a classic Joe Loduca who does all basically all the Renaissance pictures, like TV shows like uh, Herc and uh, and obviously Xena. And also, uh, what's the other one we watched? Uh, the Bruce Campbell one, Jack of All Trades. And then, of course, he did the mm. music for Army of Darkness. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love everything that guy does. And, uh, yeah, Xena is uh, no different. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I could uh, I could listen to a, a disc of nothing but Joe LaDuca. Did I ever tell you how I missed a chance to get to see, like, Joe LaDuca direct I guess it was like a small string quartet or something. Um, and he, they were, he was going to perform music from the evil dead. No. Yeah. Like there's this sort of a uh, fancy, um, I guess it's only fancy because there's so few stores like this left in the world. It's called Amoeba music. And, uh, it's like this big record store here in Hollywood and they still have like DVDs and everything. And they actually have a stage and have people come in to, uh, perform, and I think it was like, uh, I don't know, five years ago during Halloween. And I guess I, one, of, one of the Evil Dead's movies was being re-released or it was the 30th anniversary. But like this place is like two blocks from my apartment. All I had to do was walk up there and watch it. But no, I got scheduled to work at Disneyland on the same day. So this wasn't meant to be. This wasn't meant to be. So now I understand your ire against Disney. <laughs> and then I got... Finally, we, we, we've got your villain origin story. It's all right, though. I drowned my sorrows in Zima, like 12 packs of Zima. So it... <laughs> <laughs> got him. All right. So uh, where were we? Okay. So basically, they have to put in... Uh, they hook up the clones of these Electros, and uh, then they drop a disc in their like uh, compact Presario. And on that disc is clips from the dvd show because uh from the tv show because we as we've stated the tv show exists here it is uh made this is the real world this is like the real world basically Uh and yeah like like they've they've basically have collected a bunch of clips from the show and they're going to i guess transmit this into their brains Uh to get them to like implant the imprint their personalities on each Mm -hmm. one is what they wanted to do Although later we find out that they also this somehow also helped generate their real memories. <laughs> it's glossed over like in one sentence of dialogue, but it's like, eh, fine. That's right, fine. right. Well, I love. But uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And we, the audience, get to watch mm-hmm. uh, some of these uh, selected clips. So, yeah, I would say not since the, the Simpsons did they go out of their way to try to come up with a creative way to have a clip show. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this ends up, I, I, you know, after like a couple minutes, I was like, oh, this is a clip show. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think, I think the way they did it is, is about as well as you could do a clip show. I get, if you have to watch a clip show. Um, but, uh, okay. 
So uh, let's see, the nerds and Alexis leave. Um, uh, basically, all right, so they play the clips for the clones, basically, and uh, not really much happens at first. So the nerds kind of give up and leave. And then we see uh, a gloved hand. Uh, she unhooks Gabby's electrodes and then puts a new disc into the computer. And then on the monitor... <laughs> It says no, 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 no! Not even the monitor. Did you on the case? Oh, it was, that the disc it was on the in. case too. Yeah, <laughs> it says Evil Xena number one, mm -hmm. which implies that there's other volumes. But... Right. It also <laughs> implies that Alexis, aka Alti, she has the abilities to make the clips herself. So why do you even need the nerds? I mean, unless she had them make both. <clears throat> My guess is she didn't have enough time to make the good clips <laughs> and the um, and the evil clips and that she didn't have the computer and technical know-how uh, to create the program and software to transfer that information. She just didn't have so a DVD burner back in 2001. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. It's not, it's not just a DVD burner. He had to code uh, <laughs> the transfer. And Steve, I, I'm sorry. Maybe this episode... <laughs> It's just too sophisticated for your Zima-fueled <laughs> brain to comprehend, Steve. Maybe if you learn how to put down the, the bottle. <laughs> you're, you're telling me to put down the bottle? Oh, boy, man. The stories I could tell. But uh, instead, we're going to talk about Zena. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Evil Zeta appears on the monitor. It's also on the case, and it shows all the clips from the Zena series of Zena being evil basically <laughs> then um basically it's the next day the nerds return and now they by the way i did you remember in some of these clips like i forgot about some of the stuff like she did when she was like super mm -hmm. evil like she broke uh she, or actually she she had like gabrielle at one point like almost crucified <laughs> she's like on this like table and she tells a guy break her legs and they break gabrielle's legs yeah, it was pretty messed <laughs> I was up like, I was like, that was back and it's a dark <laughs> period i guess <laughs> no no i i think that's something that happens like midway through the oh, series wow. actually where like uh something happened where like xena got turned evil this is how i remember it i may be wrong don't come after me you xenites <laughs> come come after steve we'll have uh, Zima together <laughs> yeah, sure. You'll dress up in uh, Native American witch attire and uh, have a Zima together. <laughs> I already do that. But anyway. Anyway. But uh, yeah, I, I actually. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's because I hadn't watched Zena in so long. I actually appreciated the clips because mm -hmm. uh, it really kind of I don't know. I, I get the feeling you for the most you categorically categorically dislike clip shows, right? Uh, yes. I mean, I say most people do, okay. don't they? I mean, weren't you always disappointed when you sat down to watch like your favorite cartoon or even sitcom, and then you find out that it's a clip show? Because I know I always was. It depends. I mean, m most times I most clip shows I've watched, I I have disliked. However, I don't mind when it's something like this where it's like at the end of the season, they like weave it into like a new story and it's kind of done as a kind of like a celebration of the series. I, I really don't mind. Well, it. yeah, the worst. Clip yeah, in this regard, I, I'll agree with you because, I mean, they actually put some thought into it. Whereas, like, I just right. remember one of the Saved by the Bell clip shows. It's like Zach walking into his room and he's like, oh, yeah, we had a lot of fun this summer. Check it out. And then he like leaves. 
yeah <laughs> yeah not, where it's just yeah, like just... yeah we're just like filler mm-hmm. like at least here there's a there's a story reason for it um so yeah I, I i really didn't mind it at all the the worst clip show this this might surprise you the worst clip show i've ever seen is actually a star trek <gasps> episode uh they were they were running low on money which is usually why clip shows were a right. thing back then they're not really a thing sure. anymore but back in the day most shows that did clip shows in the 80s and 90s and even the early the early to mid 2000s they did them because they were either out running low on money for their budget for that season or they wanted to save money for a later episode which is probably the case they they probably wanted to do like a big uh series finale cuz they already knew this is the uh, last season mm-hmm. um so in the first season of TNG Steve the first season they did a clip show there's only been one season. <laughs> so like it's like the second to last episode or something. They were like over budget and so that they wouldn't have like so that they'd have at least a little bit of money basically for like the last episode. They do a fucking clip show and it is just Riker is something happened. Uh, he's like in sick bay and he's having to remember these things. <laughs> That's funny. That That reminds me of. It's either South Park or the Clerks animated series where their like second or third episode is a clip show. So they literally only show like the same couple of clips for the entire show from the previous episode. You remember? See, that could work like as a as a yeah, funny they, thing. I think they're making I feel like South Park did. Yeah, it. yeah. They're they're making fun of clip shows basically at that point. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. Um so but no, I, I agree with you. Watching this made me want to watch other episodes because I'm like, I, as I said, I haven't really seen a whole lot of Xena to begin with, and I definitely wasn't watching uh, here in 2001 in season six, but uh, like watching her do all this horrible, evil stuff definitely intrigued me. Yeah, yeah, and I forget how much Ted Raimi is in um, Xena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, quite a bit. Of course. I love how, you know, they could have had you know, clips of Atoculus, you know, Bruce Campbell's character, or even Hercules, but no, no, we just get Joxer because he's Sam Raimi's brother. <laughs> but Well, uh, he's in 45 episodes of Xena All right. also. Well, yeah. So, I mean, he, he's in a lot, and Bruce Campbell is only in nine episodes of Xena. Mm, I gotcha. So, he played a bigger you know, part. But with all due respect, uh, yeah, Joxer was a much bigger part of Xena than uh, Bruce Campbell was, but I would have loved to have seen some Bruce Campbell too. Yeah, for sure. So they realize the computer has been messed with. Um, then they play some Gabby clips. Uh, the guy nerd picks his eye through his fake glasses. Did you? Do you remember? Yes. So this was hilarious. So, okay, the nerd, the computer nerd, he wears glasses, of course. Mac. His name and is Mac, those glasses yeah. have they have lenses in the entire episode, except for this one scene where when he goes to like get something out of his eye. He doesn't have lenses and he puts his finger through the glasses where the lens would be. And then they left <laughs> and it. They even add like a like like a like like a wiping a glass surface uh sound effect it's like it's so dumb. That, why would they leave that in there? Or was that the question here is did they plan that or was it an accident? Yeah. Yeah. It's 100% on purpose. Yeah. 100% on purpose. So- which I just thought, I, I just thought it was so fucking funny because I'm sure somebody was like on set, which is like, you know, it'd be really funny, you know, it'd be real stupid if we just pop out the lens and like you stick your finger straight through, and then next scene the lenses are back and we act like. Uh, yeah, see, I mean, I think that's one scenario. I think the other one is 
maybe he wore the wrong prop glasses. And like during the scene, he went to like scratch his eye. And then the director was like, ha, look at that. You like wore the wrong glasses or something. And you're like picking at your eye. I don't think so. Cause there's no reason for him to like in the story for him to not have lenses at any point. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying it's, I mean, either way it's an accident. I mean, unless they actually planned it. <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to see if I can Google and find out, but I, I suspect that it's on purpose because of the added stupid sound effect. Uh, and like, there's a few other like uh, scenes in the clips that they show where there's like really like weird, like over the top sound effects, like Looney Tunes sound effects, like, uh, there's in one of the clips like somebody gets knocked out and like there's little tweeting bird sounds. Oh, no, that happens at the end of um, the episode to one of the nerds. Um, she uh, she tries to fight um, Alti at the end. Oh, that's right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. The, See that that the I Xena mean that nerd. stuff. I'll say with uh, Herc and or Xena when they get a little too little, just a little too wacky, like with. Tweety birds and a little too cartoony. I'm like, yeah, I could probably do without some of that stuff. <laughs> but mm. I guess it's all a matter of taste. Um, <clears throat> but uh, they watch some more clips, uh, Gabby clips, after the nerd picks, <laughs> picked through his glasses. Uh, then they watch a clip with Callisto, and they're like, oh, why are you watching a clip with Callisto? And they think that I guess it'll antagonize her to wake up which Xena then does, and she throws the Shakma, but I guess it's a fake one because it breaks in half. Um, yeah, it's like a cost. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> then, um, what's up? Oh, no, I was just going to say, because they did establish that uh, they had ordered Xena costumes from a catalog. Right, right, right. That they were arriving. So, yeah, these are like props and mm -hmm. stuff that they have. They don't have real weapons at this point. Um, then, in order to gleam information about what's going on, Xena grabs Mac, the male nerd, and basically puts him in the Vulcan nerve pinch, more or less, right? Just with two hands? Kind of. I mean, she basically pinches, like, sides of his neck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, they're clearly referencing the Vulcan nerve pinch, I'd say. But, uh... Then she, yeah, I would say that. <laughs> have a Zima, buddy. All right. Uh, <laughs> basically, she's like, oh, you have you have 15 seconds to tell me what's going on before, you know, you die. And uh, so they basically explain uh, the plots of the episode to Zena that they brought her back as a uh, clone, blah, blah, blah. And um, the nerds, they're under the impression that they brought... Uh, you know, Xena and Gabrielle back because the world's going to shit. Even in 2001, the world's going to shit, you hell. And so they then show her um, news clips of all the horrible things that's going currently going on in 2001, I, I guess, and that the world needs heroes. Um, then they, Xena says she's hungry and they offer her donuts. And this is just uh, when I kind of, uh, with the nerds here, I'm just like, they're like smart and stupid at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. why are they? Yeah. Why are you trying to give Xena donuts? Like, I guess because they think it's funny. Uh, I don't know. Well, didn't they say like that's all that they have? Yeah, probably. That's the only food they had. They're like, oh well, we don't. No, they say something like that. Like, oh well, we don't have like a lot to eat here. We just have donuts. And like Xena or Gabriel asks what that is, and they go, oh, it's fat and sugar. And then I did think it was pretty funny because then they like give Xena a donut and Xena like doesn't even know how to eat it. So while one of the nerds is holding the donut, Xena just licks yeah. it. 
they just that was just an excuse to put Xena in a submissive position. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know that. Oh man, we should talk about how much Mac talks about uh, how obviously horny he is for Xena. He's like trying to touch Xena, like when they're still naked in the boots. Right. Um, he let. Once they get him in the costumes, did you notice that he was the one that had put them in the costumes? Yes, I did. I mean, I'm sure this was; these were all conscious decisions uh, <laughs> by the people he, behind the camera. Uh, yeah, there's a scene where like they're talking about how like oh, Zena might uh, wake up as evil Zena, and he was like dusting her boobs or something. And Alti's like, so you might want to stop touching her boobs. Right, right, exactly. Yep. So <clears throat> I don't know. Oh. In the the writers' minds. I guess this is how they view the male audience is just to... <laughs> I mean, I, they're not wrong, though. Like, they, they, Well, they lean into several tropes throughout this. They lean into the whole, are Xena and uh, Gabrielle lesbians right. in love with each mm -hmm. other? They make a bunch of references to that. Like, at one point, uh, they say something like, oh, what did the writers mean by... Uh, by yada, yada, by their, their special by our, relationship. Oh, no, no, Xena says... Yeah, because Xena and Gabrielle start watching Xena, the warrior princess, with the nerds mm -hmm. while eating pizza. And Xena's like, what are they trying to – like, they're like, I don't remember like this to you. And she's like, no, I don't remember like this either, Gabrielle. And then they're like, yeah, and what are the writers trying to say about our relationship? And uh, like Xena or Gabrielle, I can't remember which one says, ah, who knows? Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, this is them making fun of themselves, uh, the writers, which uh, – I mean, yeah, it's uh, pretty funny, I guess. You know, a little self-examination of the of the series as a whole, I guess. Uh, and then yet, did you? And then, and then at one point, uh, Clea, the, the Gabrielle super fan, she's like trying to uh, get Gabrielle to like, I, I guess I can't remember what the context was, but something about her and Zena like kind of reforming their bond because they're a little at odds because Zena's kind of evilish. Like she says. Clea says that she's going to try and show Gabrielle clips from old Ellen episodes. Oh, yeah, 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 that was funny. Um, so let's see. Uh, it's funny, though, as they're watching the, the clips, I mean, it's clearly evil Xena, I, I would say. Like, uh, I, she's, like, eating pizza. Well, it's, it's like a mix, because she's, like, because she's not, like, straight up evil. Right, right, right. She's, she's just kind of, like... Uh, like has like a bad attitude, yeah. I would say. <laughs> the kind of kid who should be sitting in the back of class because he got yeah. caught drinking a Zima. Yeah, I get... yeah, because like when Gabrielle suggests like doing some good in the world, it's not like she's like, oh fuck, doing good, but she is kind of like, oh, do we need to do that again? Right, right, kind exactly. Of a thing. Uh, but yeah, I remember she Zena's eating the pizza, and they show one of the scenes where she and Gabrielle sort of kiss, and she's just like eats the pizza, like, ha, all right. <laughs> Like it's... <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. It was funny. Uh... And, and, and Xena at one point says that uh, the actor that's playing Xena is pretty sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's a funny way for the, the actress to get to uh, promote herself or salute herself. I don't know. Dude, Xena is so – Lucy Lawless is so hammy oh, yeah. this whole episode. Mm -hmm. Like anytime, like she's got like a an evil one liner or a quip or whatever. Like she's so she's like nineteen sixties Batman villain over it, the top yeah. of that. It's I like great. when um when they're showing the evil Xena uh, episodes when she was still hooked up to the electrodes and she does that evil sneer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she's like unconscious but like sneering with like a smile. Oh, I love that. I mean, that's just yeah, that is the, the 
that's why these shows are great just because of how cheesy and pulpy they are um this, yeah so yeah they're watching the clips uh alti is worried oh yeah so basically they finish and um like uh alti kind of takes um gabby aside or should i say alexis i don't know she takes gabby aside and says that they're uh she's worried that they got uh the evil xena instead of the regular one and um uh, i guess gabby basically believes her and then they go outside and alti has gabby arrested by like real cops um and uh i don't know what did you think of that whole scene scenario i didn't even know i i forgot that gabby's weapons were the sigh i mean that's i don't know kind of interesting well, it's established in Xena that she's a big fan of Raphael, so I wasn't... Uh, uh, the painter? The painter? What, what does that have to do with size? Uh-huh. The, <laughs> yes, yes. The the famous painter. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I forgot that uh, those were her weapons of choice as well. But uh, at first, I was really confused by this mm. because, like, I didn't recognize Alti because I hadn't watched Xena in so long. Mm. Um, so I didn't realize something was up, you know? So, yeah, I was a little confused, like... It made sense in the way that, like she was able to get her arrested, mm-hmm. though, because she's like, oh, she's a crazy person. One of these crazy fans. She broke in here, like dressed up as as Gabrielle. And, you know, Gabrielle's like, what are you talking about? This lady cloned yeah. me to the cops. So she does sound like a crazy yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it was actually uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought. Well, I like it because the uh, the action within the story is finally starting to ramp up, basically. Uh-huh. The, the most unbelievable part of this episode so far is that these uh, L.A. cops didn't immediately shoot on sight Gabrielle as soon as she reached for a weapon. Well, she was a <laughs> white woman, so, you know, they get away with everything. Oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, uh, basically, Alti tells Zena that Gabby was arrested and gives Zena directions to the jail. I love that it's... It's just two blocks down, wherever they wherever they are. Yeah, she says, they, like, go out the door to the left, two and a mi- two miles or two blocks down. Uh-huh. <laughs> like... And then um, and she grabs the real Shakma on on their way out. I still hope I'm saying that right. Let me know. Who's... Uh, it's called, uh, I found it. It's called Ch- Chakra. Chakra. C-H-A-K-R-A-M. I like my version better, but okay, Chakra. Well. I guess you really didn't hope you were pronouncing it correctly. You just wanted everyone to uh, conform to you. Oh, that's me. I'm a big-time fascist that way. Uh, I know. (laughs) Just just like Alti. I I did like, though, that um, once Alti, like, you know, obviously is goading Xena to go down to the police station by giving her these very specific instructions (laughs) on how to get there, I like that immediately the nerds were like, hey, you're purposely goading her. What's going Mm -hmm. on? And, you know, uh, and it's Alti that gives Xena the chakram. She's like, here. And and Xena's like, oh, the real one. And then Xena runs away to the police station. And the nerds are like, hey, uh, where did you get that also? Like, at least, like, the nerds are, like, putting two and two together pretty quickly. Right, for sure. <clears throat> and uh, I'll, uh, yeah. So, uh, basically, Alti then reveals herself to the nerds. And then, um, and then... Yeah, she like morphs from the scientist version of herself into Alti, but all that changes is her outfit and her hair's a little different, like a little longer. It's funny, her outfit looks exactly like the Black Widow, um, Marvel's Black Widow from like the 90s. Do you remember that? Mm. It's just like a, you know, skin tight leather, whatever, with that uh, uh, sort of belt. Like a bustier kind of of a thing. No, no, not even just the, the belt. Kind of, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but um, 
But yeah, basically, okay, so why, do you remember, I mean, I know why, but why did Alti bring Xena to the future? Well, basically, <laughs> what ends up happening is because of the Xena TV show, mm -hmm. people now have a positive view of Xena. Mm -hmm. And this uh, upsets Alti because Alti wants everybody to think of Xena as being this terrible person mm -hmm. uh, because she's 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 a petty bitch like that. So basic. Basically, Alti's plan is to bring you know bring in this cloned version of Xena. Um, wanted her to be evil so that she would go out and wreak havoc on the world, and that people would then associate Xena with being a bad, terrible person. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, not only that, but then Alti also wants to trick or to use that people's perception of Xena to like goad Xena into teaming up with her. Yeah, basically, she would be so destroyed and I guess so used to being evil that yeah, she'll uh, she'll team up. So everybody's after Xena and then take over the world. Yeah, I guess <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. Good job. Uh, so now this part I thought was clever, and man, they were they were really trying to save money on this episode. So Xena has just left to go save Gabrielle, and already Alti and the nerds who are still in the lab start watching news clips of Xena's havoc. <laughs> that she's just gone out and I guess totally destroyed, well, I don't know, whatever city they're supposed to be in, and already uh, the newscasters are there and uh, commenting on it. Um, but... Yeah, I love that they uh, so they they do like a thing where they're interviewing like a witness to oh, Zena's carnage, and the guy looks like Scott Stapp, the lead singer from Creed. <laughs> he sounds like a California mm -hmm. surfer guy, and they have him drop like three F. Right, but they which I was really surprised about. They're bleeped. Right. Well, I, I would say that was you know the style at the time from like a Jerry Springer or something like that or I, I don't know maybe they're just trying to make it oh no no it was yeah. great though like it, it added realism I, I, I don't <laughs> yeah for lack of a better word yeah. even though the whole situation's like completely unrealistic uh, but yeah he's like oh yeah and then Xena came down and she was like fucking everybody's yeah. everybody's cars up and blah 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 so I thought that that was a neat little fun and, and then fun of course scene. he ended with oh but Xena's hot you know like oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Good, good scene. So now, uh, I guess after they watch that, we cut to Xena. Oh, we we should add that apparently Xena has caused like a bunch of car accidents. Uh, yeah. Much, much. You know, Xena should have teamed up with the, the car, car hater. Oh man, it, you read my <laughs> mind. Speed racer. <laughs> yeah, apparently Xena's been like jumping from flipping from car roof to car roof and causing accidents and mayhem and we see lots of things on fire and she's only been out there for i would say about three yeah minutes. well that's uh, just how evil evil xena is uh i guess so. so xena and gabby are then hanging out in a junkyard and like xena is i guess working on sharpening up her uh, sword and she's making swords because she says that like oh these things that they gave us they're just toys mm -hmm. so she's like actually like uh, has like the goggles on and she's like um, using some Metal kind of tool to like yeah. forge. <laughs> yeah, she's using like, a, like she's forging a new sword from metal. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, that's an ex Which again, I, I like that they gave an excuse for her to be at the junkyard for to have the next scene that happens happen. There. Right. And it's also an excuse to get them their real weapons so they can uh, have the act three battle, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Yeah. Which yeah. we're almost there. 
And uh, so Alti shows up in a red Corvette. I just wondered if there was some sort of uh, reference with that car because uh, it wasn't of the time. I guess they just thought Alti would drive a red Corvette when. Yeah, it's like some old muscle car from like the seventies. Yeah, like I a seventies Corvette, something like that. Yeah, but, but like in really excellent, yeah, mint way condition. too good. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, she shows up and and encourages Zena to remember more clips, basically. And this time it's her son's death. Which I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't remember anything about Zena having dead kids. Do you? I vaguely recall that scene where like uh they show her like with her dead kid or whatever because basically she's trying to get her to turn on gabby mm-hmm. gabrielle here uh and she's saying remember all the evil thing all the how she betrayed you and blah 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 and uh how much you enjoyed getting revenge on her and i did not remember this next clip and <laughs> holy shit so evil xena i guess breaking gabby's legs this must be before she broke her legs or i don't know i i, I kind of want to go back and look up yeah, this evil right? xena arc she used her whip as Gabrielle's running away in this clip, uses like her whip, ties it around her legs, makes Zena, uh, Gabrielle fall. And then Zena ties Gabrielle to a horse mm-hmm. and drags Gabrielle's body while alive for like miles. And they, you could tell in some of these clips that it's a real stunt yeah. person. Uh, there's a couple of times you can tell it's a dummy. Yes. I kind of wish it would have been a dummy the whole yeah. time. I, I was like, ooh, this is this is fucking rough. Uh. So, yeah, like, dragged her to, like, a cliff and the mountain and then, like, threw Gabby off the mountain? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, you know what this is giving me uh, flashbacks to? Did you watch uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien when he used to do the out-of-context Walker, Texas Ranger clips? Yeah. This is the exact <laughs> yeah. same thing, only with a different show. And the out-of-context... Well, except Xena really is being evil here. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, out-of-context, like, these clips are just so interesting basically yeah they're, they're extra insane yeah, absolutely and you're just like what like, like you like you were saying earlier how this made you want to watch you know these episodes me too because it was like i need to know like how we ended up at, yeah right you know gabrielle getting dragged for a couple i have to know why xena uh, was dressed as a samurai like is she even allowed to do that in 2023 i don't even know uh, well, she wasn't doing it in 2023, yeah. Steve. This is the uh, t- two to three thousand years. I ago. apologize for trying to make a joke. I'm sorry. Never again. <laughs> uh, so uh, Alti is uh, basically trying to run Zena down in the car. Um, uh, then they base Zena throws the Shakma at a crane. Oh, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. So basically, they have a battle. Zena and Alti. Alti's trying to run her down in her, uh, you know, perfectly preserved Corvette. Um, yeah, like, like, like Gabrielle reminds Zena of of the good times that they also had, and that's what makes Zena go, oh, "I'm gonna fight Alti." Right? Yeah, yeah. And it also shows us some more clips. <laughs> exactly. Uh, something happens, and Alti ends up leaving the Corvette, and Zena hits like a power line over, which super or like it electrifies the Corvette. And I think some there's a little bit more of an exchange with uh, weapons and stuff. But I know there's a scene where Xena throws the Shakma and a car that's being suspended by a, um, a crane oh, yeah, crushes yeah. Alti. Uh, but she's... Or so it appears. Yes, yes, or so it appears. And then, yeah, there's the scene where um, one of the, the nerds, one of the female nerds, tries to fight Alti. And she just, you know, basically backhands her, knocks her down. And then we get the Tweety Bird sounds, which just makes me roll my eyes. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So actually, that that nerd, it's the one that looks like Xena, Doctor Polly. Um, I read uh, that Doctor Polly, the actress, was Xena's stand-in uh, during filming of Xena: Warrior Princess, and that's why she was in a few other episodes doing some other parts. But this was her first time, like having a speaking role, and it shows that she's not really an actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. She, she's not very good. Honestly, neither is the one that plays Cleo, right, Clea. Right. But I will say I do appreciate that they kind of rewarded them uh, for just, you know, having worked on the show. Oh, that's a, that's so amazing because so. I've done stand-in work and I didn't get a reward with any lines or anything like that. But did you do it for five no, seasons? No, I did not. I wish. I would well, kill for well, that kind of steady work. I mean, well, I would, I'm surprised that your bar to commit murder is so low, but okay. I mean, I'd give up all the Zima in the world for that. <laughs> I don't think you would. I, I don't believe that for a second. Steve. So, uh, so yeah, then the car gets electrified. Gabby ends up, uh, she lunges at Zena. Gabby does the old grabber sort of like by the, uh, the monkey flip, if you will, or roll flip, whatever you want to call it. Kicks. Mm-hmm. Get or Alti into the electrified Corvette, and then they basically blow them. The car explodes, and then that's basically the well, the car doesn't explode. Um, so the car is electrocuted, which then so Alti gets electrocuted, and then like her body ends up catching on fire mm-hmm. <laughs> and like disintegrates. But uh, her catching on fire, like it, like I, I, I guess the car was leaking gasoline or whatever. Yes. Uh, or there was a trail of gasoline already. It's hard to tell. But anyway, some of the fire from Alti's body hits this trail of gasoline, and we see fire slowly moving towards the barrel of drums <laughs> that Gabriel and the three nerds are, are, sta- are hiding behind. And they just behind. stand there. And what's in those drums? I guess gas is in these right. drums. And, yeah, they just stand there like, oh. And Xena, uh, thankfully, at this point, knows about gasoline. And, um, right. well, I mean, they have, they've gunpowder has been around for her. So she, she, I'm sure she like thought something like that was going on. Sure. So Zena's like, goes over there and it's like, move. And they still like kind of stand around and she's like now. So like now Gabrielle and Zena are like helping the nerds, these unathletic motherfuckers, <laughs> uh, get over the barrels, even though they could have just ran in literally any other direction yes, and gotten away but from But this, this is all a setup because I don't know about you, but I was definitely asking my question, like, what are they going to do to the clones at the end of this episode? And we right. find out because there's an explosion. Um, and Gabby and Xena, like, well, just to set it up, they've gotten the nerds out of danger. Mm-hmm. But now it's too late. The The fire is about to make them explode. They hug. Mm-hmm. And, like, all those barrels around Xena and Gabrielle explode with them in the middle of the or fire. Or so it would appear. Because they... <laughs> This is what I love. Okay, so cut to the nerds are sort of like walking away from the disaster area, or I think that's what it's supposed to be. And they're just very sort of calmly talking about all the mayhem and havoc they just witnessed. Uh, but whatever, it's a TV show. So um, and, and then a car drives by, like a, a limousine or something, and in it's a taxi was Steve. it oh, taxi. yeah yeah i got it here a taxi it should have yeah and in that i mean we sort of see like uh the corner of a uh, xena and gabby's like head so basically 
They wanted, they faked their death for the nerds and then hopped in a taxi and got yeah, out they, of there. They, they, don't they like toast in the yeah, car? Yeah, that's why I thought it was. Yeah, it's pretty clear it's them. That's why I thought it was a limousine. Yeah. Why are they drinking champagne in the back of a taxi? Steve, I mean, there, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of other questions. It should have been Zima, damn it. That. <laughs> maybe they, may, Steve, maybe they like Zima so much, they put it in champagne glasses. <laughs> that's how they do it in New Zealand, I hear. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, by the way, uh, I do hate that when the nerds are talking, um, and they're talking about like uh, Xena conventions or something like that, and um, they say something like, um, or they, they start talking about cloning, and uh, is there anybody that would believe us at the conventions? And is there any? Do you think we could clone somebody else? And Mac says, oh, that I've got a, a nail clipping from Dr. Spock. Dr. Spock? <laughs> no, Spock was not a doctor. It's Mr. Spock. Oh, maybe they were talking. Wasn't there a, a Dr. Spock who, like, died? He was, like, a real doctor in real life? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, there, there was, like, in the 60s. But, like, they say, but then he says that he used to be a Trekkie. Oh, yeah, you're right. But maybe they're trying to say that he was not a very good Trekkie, which is why he called him. Uh, Dr. Spock. No, this episode at that moment, I was like, oh, I, I might have to obliterate this. You hear that, Xena? You hear that, Rob Tappert and Sam Raimi and all you Renaissance picture motherfuckers? How dare you <laughs> shit on the great name of Mr. Spock? Your hell's coming for you. He's coming for you. Uh, so I, I think that's the episode, right? Should we... Uh... <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's run to our fight. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Clone Velasquez. <laughs> Which, what are you, like number three? Clone number four, number 59? The end. The end clone. All right. Do you think that season six, episode 16, send in the clones of Xena, Warrior Princess? should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. Uh, I mean, I really liked this episode. Uh, I thought it was fun. I liked that it poked fun at xenotropes, like I mentioned earlier, and it went by really quick. And much like you, it actually made me want to watch um, other episodes of Xena and you know, if there's anything a good clip show should do, I guess it's that. So for me, it's a remember. Oh, man, I'm really on the fence with this one. Because, yeah, I just I just wanted to watch a standard <laughs> weird episode of uh, Xena Warrior Princess with something that had a beginning. Well, but then there was that here. So I just didn't want to watch a clip show. But as far as clip shows go, this one was pretty good. I didn't really care for the nerds, um, but I guess they could have been worse. Um, this just shows like how <laughs> the media used to portray nerds, basically, right? Um, so I guess as far as clip shows go, it's pretty good, and it made me want to watch other episodes. Should it be like your first time watching a Xena? Definitely not. Definitely not. No. Um, I mean... Although in a weird way, it's also like... I don't know. Like, I, I think if somebody watched this for the first time, it might make them want to watch other episodes. Possible. I, don't get me wrong. I agree. It's not an ideal first episode. But if it 
if you've never watched an episode of Xena and after hearing us talk about it, you want to check it out, it'll spoil some stuff for you for sure, but eh, not the worst first episode either. You're right. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and say this will squeak by with a remembered. There were definitely some things. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> oh, God. Zena's warrior yell for those that are unaware. You did it, Steve. Yeah, no, yeah, I think we know what it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, here's the bumper. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. I mean, we were never going to, you know, throw Xena to the pit of obscurity. I mean, people still talk about her to this day. But uh, but the episode itself, I would say, was uh, was definitely walking the line for me for a while there. Um, but, but yeah, Xena herself, classic character. I'm sure she'll... Uh, yeah. I, I can't believe they haven't tried to... I mean, I guess since Lucy Lawless is still around, I'm surprised they haven't tried to bring it back in some, some way or some form. Yeah, I so I was watching this with someone, and, and I said the same thing that I, I almost verbatim. I'm like, I said, uh, I'm surprised that, you know, a streamer like Netflix or something hasn't tried. I Not necessarily for, like, a whole series, but, like, a one-off movie. Like, the, how they did the Power Rangers but movie. There are a few one-off mo- or specials I thought I saw on the IMDb, didn't they? And I... Oh, no, no, but but, but, I, but I mean, like, that they haven't brought it back oh, like, recently to yes. do, like, a... yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, like, if they did, like, a 60-minute one-off like they did for Power Rangers, you know, you, you could even, I mean, as much as I dislike present-day Kevin Sorbo, um, you know, you could even, like, do a Hercules and Xena special, mm-hmm. you know, where they're together and, you know, have Bruce Campbell pop in, you know, uh, just nostalgia bait me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> or why isn't there, like, a Renaissance Pictures shared universe where, like, Herc, Xena... And Ash, and then I guess somehow the uh, what is it, the Cleopatra ladies, and then also Jack of all trades. Like they should all show up in one episode somehow. Uh, which of course that would be hard. I mean, I mean of course they could use movie magic to where Bruce Campbell could play <laughs> several roles at once. But you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, is is Renaissance Picture still around? Uh, I don't think so oh yeah 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 they produced the evil the ash vs. evil dead tv series mm-hmm. and evil dead arise in 2023 oh there you go i, I which was not that good i didn't really care for it either it was very very forgettable the only thing that i thought that was uh man i didn't know you watched that we could have uh i mean i guess we could review it right now but um yeah i guess we just did it's it was forgettable it, i, I would have enjoyed it better if it had if it didn't have Evil Dead in the name. Yeah, right. Um, the only thing is that I kind of... Barely connected mm-hmm. to it. I mean, it was a cash grab. Unnecessary. Yeah. The only thing that I was like, whoa, this is different, is when all the deadites form into that big one at the end. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but but even yeah. that wasn't enough to be make me be like, oh, Evil Dead Rise. You got to go see it, man. Uh, but... Renaissance Pictures is back, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pop open a Zima. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i didn't i didn't get a text from you saying oh pop open a zima rpc is back and harder than ever oh uh, wait uh, but uh renaissance pictures come all right yeah thanks for clearing that up well i think that's yeah. our show i mean i don't know anything you want to talk about before we uh 
sign off here. You've been working on some videos or anything there? Yeah, yeah, I've been working on scripts. Um, so hopefully I'll have something out soon. Goal is to have a, something out before October 15th because um, I'll be at PRGE, Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Um, I will not be uh, doing a table or a panel this year, but I'll, I'll be around. If you need to find me, uh, check out the bar. I'll probably be there. Because <laughs> I'm mostly going there well, to uh, hang out with my fellow... Yeah, for the Ziva. I'm mostly going there to see my fellow YouTuber friends that I only get to see at conventions. And we're all probably going to get drunk and then uh, we'll fire up a uh, 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 some video games from the one of our hotel rooms. And we might live stream it this year depending on how the internet is. So we'll see. All right. Sounds like a good time. Good time indeed. Uh, all right. Other than that, please, if you made it this far, uh, please like and subscribe. Go watch some Xena episodes if you are so desired. And um, we'll be back uh, next Sunday as we continue to unearth more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now. now.